Welcome to episode 16 of the WBBL Review. I am joined with Manchester Mystic star Sam Keltos. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How's How are you? How's it been last few weeks? Last few weeks, they've been tough. It's been a grind, but um, there's been, I'm focused on like the nice weather today. The weather has been so nice. So I'm really happy that, uh, yeah, we're getting some nicer weather now. Yeah, it always helps situations, doesn't it? Nice, nice bit of sunshine to a degree. Yeah. Uh, today, then, I just want to go through your basketball journey, get to know you a bit better off the court, as well as uh, your thoughts about on court this season. And we obviously have the all important quick fire questions at the end. So mm-hmm. let's start at the very beginning. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Saint Catharines, Ontario. Uh. Whenever people ask me, I always say Niagara Falls because that's more well known. But yeah, around that area. Okay. So have you have you how often do you have you been to Niagara Falls? Is is it something that's just like you do quite a lot, or it's just something you've done? And then, because how, how close are you? Um, it's like a ten minute drive from my house. So wow. we go we go see Christmas lights. They have like a nice display there every Christmas. Um, it's very touristy. So we only go here and there, but it's a very nice area too. Cool. Right. So when did basketball become a thing in your life? Um, I started playing basketball when I was probably around eight to 10 years old. Um, yeah. And the rest is kind of history. I don't think I stopped playing since then. Uh, but yeah, just growing up, continuing throughout elementary, high school, you know, university. And now I'm here. So what what kind of got you into basketball then? Did you have a family member? Was it school? What, how did you get involved? Um, both my parents played basketball growing up. They both played in university. So I guess them, they were uh, my coaches growing up until I reached high school. So they were a big influence in my basketball career and journey. When you were starting out eight to 10 years old, when did you first start playing competitive like team basketball I played travel basketball in ooh, I can't remember a specific age but I remember I played house league is what we call it back home house league basketball for maybe four years until we actually had like a travel team like I could try out for um, so I played for our local St. Catharines Rebels uh, travel team. And then I turned to St. Catharines Jewel, which is a more competitive team for when you're in high school. Um, yeah, so I just kind of went from travel team to travel team. I, I switched some teams uh, the older I got, um, just, you know, trying to get uh, notice. I was trying to get a Division One scholarship. And I just had to be on certain teams or, you know, to just to get the the visibility that I needed. When did you have kind of make that decision that, yeah, this is something I want to pursue as I go through my life? When was that decision to say, like, I'm pretty good. I, I need to get noticed. Um, I think it was around uh, grade nine when so I was playing soccer or football, sorry, soccer. Soccer. Yeah, I was playing, I was playing um, soccer and basketball in high school. And then 
it was just too much like scheduling wise. So I had to kind of decide, you know, what path I wanted to be on. So I chose then and I started playing for two basketball teams then. So I quit soccer. I was on two basketball teams and our high school team. And then I just stayed focused from then on. Just going rewinding a little bit, you mentioned playing football there. Any other sports when you were younger? Did you did you kind of do the the whole sporting experience, or was it just basketball with a little bit of football in as well? Right. Um, I played volleyball in high school. Uh, but the three those were the three main sports that I played. I didn't really branch out to anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, volleyball gets mentioned a lot when I when I do these interviews. It's it's just not really a thing over here. Obviously, universities plays, uh-huh. but within schools and stuff, you don't you tend not to to play volleyball. So it's interesting that it's quite is is it quite big across in Canada, America. It it is very very big. Um, the university I was at, they're actually doing pretty well in for all of Canada right now. Um, it's seen like the same as like basketball in university. Like it's just as competitive, so it's it's really good for, you know, volleyball players. I have many friends that um are on the volleyball team for the uni I was at, um. But yeah, it is definitely even in like PE classes back home we mm-hmm. played volleyball, just as like one of the sports that we played. Yeah. And being and I've mentioned to you earlier that I'm uh doing my PGC for high school, even high schools here it's interesting netball is like the bigger sport than even basketball or volleyball which is very interesting to me my 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 daughter plays netball and and i'm trying to persuade her that basketball is the the future it definitely is yeah but yeah i think just cultural wise netball might be might be a little bit easier (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. I know, I know. I just, I just kind of gonna regret that maybe, but, but yeah. I'll, I'll just hide that in the interview somewhere. Don't worry. No, no one, no one will see that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about you. You mentioned there about moving teams a bit to get noticed for college. Talk us through the the process of of getting to to a college. Yeah. So I, um, in my grade eleven year, I didn't really have as many offers as I wanted. So I switched to go play for um, Hamilton Transway, which was like a very, they were like top of the league. So I transferred to that team um, for the year. And I actually did get more notice from some division one schools um, along with the help of, I was um, using a recruiting, I guess, agency. Uh, I forget what it was called. But my parents mostly dealt with it because I was I was still young. Um, but pretty much they take game film and highlights. They make reels for you. It's so like you use their services and make the reels and then they send it out to all the coaches that like you kind of are interested in or like the areas that you're interested in. So that's kind of how that happened. And then, yeah, we just waited until kind of people reached out and eventually the school I ended up going to St. Francis, Brooklyn, um, in Brooklyn, New York, they reached out and yeah, that's the school I chose. So New York, obviously quite a long way away from Ontario. Mm-hmm. How, how was that experience moving, moving away from home? 
uh first year was definitely tough um definitely nervous you know going I'm living in a small town in St. Catharines and I'm going to New York City it was definitely exciting um and great experience like just like the city life it kind of always say it kind of changed me even though if I didn't know in the time like looking back I'm like all these experiences just kind of like I'll never get that again so I really appreciated and you know treasured kind of all the all the moments that I had there yeah did you say you were there for three years yeah I was there for three years um I had the same coach for two of them and then we had a coaching change my third year And we have this rule back home in Canada. If I finished my four years in the States, I couldn't go back home and play my fifth year at another school. Okay. Because in Canada, we have five years of eligibility. And in the States, you only have four. So if I used all four, I couldn't use the last one in Canada. So I thought I figured I only use three. If I go home now, I can play two more. Um back home you know my hometown so I actually ended up deciding my third year to transfer back home to then uh go to the university uh right by like right by my house so mm -hmm. you talk about the coaches there obviously two years with one and a coach uh, the third year was a different one and then obviously when you moved what's it like playing with different coaches because obviously everyone's going to have a different philosophy a different way of doing things yeah. do, do you find that a positive experience a tricky experience um at first definitely tricky uh it definitely takes a lot to getting used to you know what makes a coach angry what what they like to see as a player like what to do what you're doing on the court and stuff um but honestly I just growing up I tried to kind of fit in with what older players would do on the team. But now that I've gotten older, coming here and playing um, in Australia, just learning to, you know, just know who you're, know who you are as a player and bring like, they, they want you there for a reason. Right. So whatever you're doing must be right. So just continue doing what I do best is what I've learned over the years, but it took, it took many years to learn that. What were you studying when you were at college? Uh, biological sciences. Okay, and then yes. that leads in nicely into the PGCE. Yes. What, what, what made you want to go into teaching? Um, my parents are both teachers, so just growing up, you know, used to the lifestyle. We have summers off. They, you know, I and also I just I loved coaching, and you know teaching you working with kids all the time so I was like it's going to be a perfect fit all right so move back home to Canada two years mm -hmm. there what were, what was your plans going into the towards the end of those two years so the end of the two years was to play professionally somewhere but I wasn't necessarily planning on staying there I was actually back home for three years okay. um because of the COVID year of course. Well, that's changed yeah. everything, didn't it? Oh, I, I, I forgot about that year. Um, but yeah, so the first year, normal year, um, we actually made it pretty far in um, with the team. We ended up winning OUAs, so it, that's all of Ontario. 
And then we came second in all of Canada the first year I came back. Um, and then the COVID year hit, which wasn't, I was planning on, you know, that finishing my degree. I actually did end up uh, finishing my science degree, but I still had a year of eligibility. So I came back another year and I was just take I was taking visual art classes just to play basketball for the last, uh, for the last season. Um, and yeah. And the, even the end of my season was uh, of the third year was kind of messed up a little bit due to COVID. We, um, that, that end of that season, we were undefeated, but I had signed a contract to go to Australia starting um, end of March and playoffs and we should have been done playoffs and everything to do with my other season before I had to leave, but COVID pushed everything back. So my, my senior year, I actually missed seniors night, like our athletic banquet, finishing playoffs. Like my team had to go to playoffs and the OUA tournament without me, which was really upsetting at the time. But, you know, I made, made that decision. I have to live with it, but yeah. So I, that ended up making me um, having to go to Australia and starting that season right away. <laughs> yeah. Australia had a lot of COVID restrictions as well. Was that still in place when you moved across there? They were actually all lifted and okay. they did like nobody wore masks. It was amazing because I was living in a place where everyone had to wear masks everywhere. Yeah. And then to going there straight away to no masks, it was it was really nice. Okay, so Australia, talk us through uh, what team you played for and what that whole experience was like. Yeah, so Australia, um, I was in uh, Melbourne. So and I was playing with Western Port Steelers, which was a D1 team. Um, so when my agent came to me with this contract, it was kind of just, uh, you know, kind of get my feet wet in the professional basketball side of things, um, which was really nice because the league there, they only practiced twice a week and we had games um, once a week on the weekends. Okay. So it was, it was really nice. I kind of was just able to, you know, because I was just finishing a season at my school um, and then I came into here, kind of no break, just continuing playing basketball. Um but yeah, it was nice. The seat we did pretty well. We came fourth overall. Um, but yeah, Australia, it was so amazing. I had a lots of time to we went on lots of walks. It was their winter time, so it wasn't like super warm weather, but it was still nice enough weather to go out on walks and just see everything. Nicer than the UK winter. Oh yes. <laughs> So yeah. obviously you mentioned the UK. Where did Manchester come into things? So I ended up here. Well, I was actually I was debating between um with my agent, but majority or mostly because of the school side of things, because I needed to do the PGC course. Um, I was deciding between Leicester and MMU, so Manchester here. Okay. Um and then yeah, I just I don't know what made me decide, but I decided to go to come here, Manchester. Uh, yeah, and then I actually flew home from Australia, had about maybe just under a month at home, 
and then I flew out here um, and started started practicing, you know, kind of right away. Um, but it's been it's been good so far. Definitely very different from from Australia home, any other place I've kind of been. But uh, yeah, just different. Learning lots of different life lessons here. <laughs> it's you've had quite a consistent run of basketball then so if you left Canada straight to Australia then Australia with only like nearly a month at home straight into a season again how have you found not having as many breaks within that period of time um it's definitely been a challenge there has been times where I don't know why I'm doing this to myself <laughs> like it's been it's been a lot but when it comes down to it, like I love basketball. I'll if I could play forever, I would. So the breaks aren't they're not they're just enough to keep me going through the next season. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, especially being here, I actually have less time now because I'm playing for the Bucks team and the WBBL and I'm pretty much a full time teacher. <laughs> so yeah. it's just so it's I've been the busiest I've ever been I think in all my my career right now let's talk about the WBBL side of things mm -hmm. obviously a, a tough season for Manchester what's it been like being inside that team what is the morale like how are you I know I talked to Leah McDermott earlier this season and she was mm -hmm. saying like just each game trying to improve each game how do you find it so i mean it's no secret we haven't won a game this season which is honestly would be tough on anybody who loves basketball like you're showing up to practice for a reason you're playing in these games for a reason it would be really nice you know to have to have some wins but i feel like it really um attests to our character you know we still show up we still play hard regardless of yeah. you know like the outcomes that we've had and it's really it's really interesting because sometimes like the final game scores they just they don't resemble like how hard we played in the game for example like the this past weekend in Newcastle I think we lost by like it wasn't 20 I don't think but so, like a, a lot but we were winning by two uh at some point and it was close majority of the game so it's just, I don't know what it is, but I feel like we're definitely making steps in the right direction. And we've, we've had two very important players injured for a lot of this season, and they just came back this weekend. And honestly, just seeing what we were able to do when they were on the floor makes me very excited for what to, what's to come for us the rest of the season. I mean, you have won a game. I mean, in the trophy, that must have been oh, yeah. that must right. have been a positive uh, in amongst the season as well to to finally get that first win. And I I would say from the outside looking in, since that game, there has been a, a kind of an an up in in the form and the game against Auckland's so obviously it was two points lost. And mm -hmm. um, you mentioned the Newcastle game. I was there on Saturday night, and you definitely didn't play like a team who was 20 points down, say, at the end. It, I, I, I do see that kind of upward 
upward trajectory of, of Manchester's form. Yeah, I mean, we definitely want it real bad. So, like, they're, we are fighting every every game that we play. I mentioned that Essex Trophy weekend. What what was your opinions on having that weekend for the for the league? For the uh, with all the teams there in in that one oh, venue oh. across the two days. Yeah, I I mean because we got there early and we ended up staying overnight, so we watched a game before we actually played. So that was that was kind of cool to see, you know, all the teams come to one venue for for a weekend. Um, and they did a great job, Essex. Like, their gym was really nice. Like, they did a good job. Right, let's move on to some questions about your teammates. So, okay. can you can you let me know who was the funniest in the Manchester dressing room? Oh, my gosh. The funniest? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to say Princess. Okay. She sometimes... Sometimes what she says is just hilarious. <laughs> or myself, or myself. I like to make some jokes. Yeah, you you allow to say yourself. That's fine. <laughs> uh, who is the best dressed in the dressing room? Who brings best. the style? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna say myself. Okay, I'm gonna say myself. <laughs> Flip side, who's the worst dressed? Oh no, I don't. I'll get the, the popcorn out. On who you're gonna throw under the bus? <laughs> There's not even that many of us, so I can't even. Uh, worst dress. Ah. I'll I'll let you sit on the fence and not say anyone. If you don't want to offend anyone, that uh, that's understandable. I don't want to offend. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, what about music in the dressing room? Do you have, do you have your all individual music, or do you? How does that work? before games or practice do you listen to a lot of music together as a team oh yes i am a music person if the music is not good i will tell them to change it (laughs) um i'm not (laughs) i'm not shy about that i listen to music all the time i definitely yeah i would say me i would be playing music or claire on the in the in the locker room what's your go-to songs pre-game Pre-game, a lot of rap. Um, okay. This might be controversial, but I love Chris Brown. Any Chris Brown song okay. or Drake. Yeah, Drake, Chris Brown, my go-tos. Fair enough. Right, a few questions that we kind of get from, from people listening. Uh, yeah. What is the best thing about playing for Manchester? The best thing, I think, would be just the girls and the team. Like we've really been through a lot and just I've gotten to know them so well in this like such a short period of time. So I definitely say the team culture is and like our friendship, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Another one. Had you been to the UK before you came to Manchester and what kind of things do you want to do when you are over here? I have not uh, been here prior to arriving. Um, I think I just want to see, like, I haven't been, I've been to London, but I haven't done any, like, touristy things. I haven't seen anything much there. Um, Yeah, just, I haven't really seen much besides inside of basketball courts and, and schools. 
I was going to say, if you're teaching, playing books, playing the WBBL, you probably don't have much time for anything else. Yeah, I barely see outside some days. So I mentioned the books there. Obviously, it's quite different playing for two different teams. Yeah. What? What? How? How have you found that? So, uh, the Bucks team were in not the Premier League, so Division One. Um, it's kind of the opposite of WBBL. We we win almost every game by twenty. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice in that sense. I also kind of focus those games because it is. It's not the level of basketball isn't as great. So I kind of use those games to work on maybe like individual skills, like dribbling. Like I play like every position for the Bucks team. Okay. So I kind of get, I get to work on, you know, passing, dribbling, uh, shooting every, like every little thing that I couldn't do in the WBBL games. Like, yeah, just more, kind of more more game-like practice i guess yeah. yeah right let's move on to the quick fire questions chance for us to get to know you a little bit better off court and with a few on-court okay. questions thrown in as well let's start okay. with your favorite netflix series oh friends oh nice nice mm-hmm. okay tea or coffee coffee What's your favorite jersey number and why? Oh, number four, because yeah. my mom was number eight growing up and my dad was 44. So I took one of my dad's fours and half of my mom's. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Like it, like this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, favorite Disney film. Oh, favorite Disney. I, growing up, I love Dumbo. Have you seen the new one with the you know the live action remake? No, I have not because any live remade ones kind of freak me out. So I don't <laughs> really I don't watch those ones. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what annoys you the most? What annoys me mm, when there's too much going on, like like loud noises, and it's I don't like just maybe or like. Yeah, I guess loud noises. I like when it's not ringing in my ears. Nice peace and quiet and relaxation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, pre-game routine. Do you have one? What, what's your best time to play a game? What do you do each day, each game day? Best time? I like either... So in university, we had 6 p.m. games. Those were nice. Um... I do like we have a lot of 3 p.m. games coming up, which I like because it's not too late in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, pre-game routine. Just make sure I have enough food. There's nothing specific. Yeah, I eat like I'm eating two hours before the game, hour before the game. I eat like little snacks at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> so just making sure I'm fueled. Okay, what's your best moment on court throughout your time in basketball? Your favorite moment? Wow, that would have to be um 
I have two actually. That would have to be the day we won um, the OUA finals. So that game, that game, I couldn't tell you what I was thinking because I was so locked in. I forget most of it, but I actually ended up scoring 42 points. Nice. Um, so that was like that, that game that day was just amazing. Like my whole family was there. The team was there, like just celebrating with everyone was, was amazing. Um, and then the second one, uh, was in Australia and they actually forgot to film that one game. That was like the only game they forgot to film, but we ended up winning in double overtime because I made like an alley-oop pass. Like I, I was at the elbow, I faked uh, left and I kind of curled around, jumped up in the air and kind of like did like an alley-oop. My teammate passed it perfectly and mm -hmm. we ended up winning. So yeah, that would be the second one. That's nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. What is your favorite snack? You mentioned snacks at halftime. What is your favorite snack? Well, maybe not to eat at halftime, but favorite snack is popcorn and any type of chocolate, like milk chocolate is my weakness. But at halftime, at halftime, I eat um like little clementines. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, which... Which one basketball rule, like game game rule, would you change or get rid of? Ooh, see, this is hard because he, over here in this league, I have been fouling out in multiple games. I'm not sure why. <laughs> On <laughs> Saturday, what? just gone as well, wasn't it? Yes, in the fourth, like I, I, and they called it an intentional which I don't know why, because I was going for the ball. Anyways, um, I would have to say, oh, I don't know. Maybe, like, I keep my hands straight up most of the time, but as soon as you, like, put your hand down, they call it a foul. So maybe, like, that. Like, as long as you're not touching them, but, like, they'll literally say, like, if you're not touching them and your hands are up and you go like that with your hand, it's a foul. So that, get that shit out of here. Get that rule gone. No more. Uh, what is top of your bucket list? Ooh. Top of my bucket list is to play and travel in as many countries as I can. Nice. I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, would you have pineapple on a pizza? I would have pineapple on a pizza. Correct answer. <laughs> Uh, who's your favorite basketball player of all time? Of oh, who? Um, growing up, it was Chris Bosh. Uh, okay. He was actually number four on the Raptors when I was watching him. Um, but now, uh, growing, I mean, as I gotten older, I would say Kobe Bryant. Like, just yeah, I watch a lot of, I follow a lot of like. Um, Instagram videos of like him saying like motivational speeches and mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's definitely um, has influenced me um, in these past couple of years. Yeah. Do you, mm -hmm. do you have a, a team that you follow from, from different leagues or is it just basketball in general? Basketball in general. I don't, I mean, Raptors, I guess, cause my family, like my dad and follows them back home. But mm -hmm. um. 
I'm just there to watch, I guess, whenever he has it on. <laughs> okay, what would you say your main strength was as a basketball player? Um, I guess my versatility, just because I am I'm six three and I can shoot and I can pass and dribble pretty decently. So just um. Yeah, just being an all-around good basketball player, I guess. Yeah, I've got one last question, but before I do, I just want to say a huge thank you for your time. I want to say good luck for the rest of the season. I'm sure that elusive league win won't be far away. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us a chance to get to know you better. Yes, no, thank you so much for having me. This is definitely fun. Okay, last question then. Uh, well, it's not really a question. You need to finish this sentence. I love basketball because it brings people together, and I just love the game. Yeah. Yeah, what 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 a way to finish! Thank you so much, uh, and I'll hopefully speak to you soon. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks so much. Yeah.